friend or your partner, it's some, something you probably want to keep for the rest of your life. You know, if you don't put in effort, you will lose them. All right, what's up, guys? You're tuning into the Pungu Perspective. We are your hosts, Eric. And Michael. Uh, episode 15, uh, we got a special Pungu with us today. I think uh, we both agree, one of our oldest mutual friends. And uh, we've been fortunate enough to still keep in touch. Not much online, but more importantly, in person. And now have him joining us in the podcast. Uh, the Gen Z might dub him the Riz God, while we still <laughs> just consider him the life of the party. We're grateful to have uh, Chung Kang Wang here. Hello, hello. So my first question, I got some icebreaker questions. Um, some I asked you to think about before. Uh, some I'm just going to give you off the dome. Sure. But let's start off the dome here. So I wanted to branch off the intro. And, you know, let me give you some flowers here. So I was uh, sending some texts to Chung Kang on Facebook Messenger prior to this about uh, the things I wanted to think about before the pod. And uh, I actually scrolled up, and last time I texted him was like in 2018, and then before it was like 2016. So it's been a while. But uh, let me share some details here. So 2016 was like my white coat ceremony, and uh, he asked me to hang out, and you know I couldn't obviously because it was a ceremony. But I also shared some like angst regarding treating real life patients uh, at that point because that's what I was about to do. Uh, and 2018, I actually sent you a picture of you and Ben. I took from upstairs at the Joe Hiaishi concert, which uh, I, I found it was funny because the last time we uh, hung out, you were yeah. like, oh, we hung out. We saw, last each, uh, we saw each other last time at the concert. And I kept saying like, no, we didn't. There was no concert. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And yes. I was the one who actually took the photo and let you know. And uh, he gave me an amazing hug. I love Chung Kang's hugs. It brings out the joy of inner child in me. Uh, but I bring this up because the point is, Every time I left a conversation with this guy, um, I feel good. You know, I feel heard. I feel acknowledged. And I realized later down the road that I, I was very not good at delivering these kind of feelings to people that I interacted with. So one question that I asked myself before interactions that helped me achieve similar feelings in other people that I talked to after that point is, like if I left this interaction or phone call or conversation, like would this person feel good about what just happened? Or like would that person want to do this again? And I think these questions are more obvious to think about like in dating, but not so much in friendships, as, at least um, to me. And uh, I didn't learn this from Chung Kang, but uh, from other important friends I have. And But it's certainly in retrospect, uh, I came to really appreciate this quality in him. So, you know, it's I think you really got it in terms of that kind of charisma, that's where the Riz is from, apparently. <laughs> that, that, that charisma, that magnetism, uh, I think you have it, it's something very natural to you. So like, my follow-up question is like, were you aware you're like a charismatic person? <laughs> uh, I guess, yeah. I always <laughs> been the leaders among my friends when I was young, since elementary school, or even kindergarten. But the part about making people feel good or feel heard, it's something that's, that's surprising to me <laughs> because uh, I just had a relationship where I learned a lot <laughs> <laughs> that I don't make my partner feel heard. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. And it's one of the biggest topic or big conflict is that 
I seems to care more about my friends than my partner. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's 2023 now, so yeah. things may have changed. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> for me, again, like I'm, I'm not saying like you have to be this person or you no. Know, like I'm not trying to project an identity on you, but um, sure. I just want to let you know that like you certainly made me feel this way, and it's not something that I could put words into until later down the road when I like oh oh this is the kind of person he is and like the request like thing of like asking me like or asking your other friends like hey can you hang out or do you want to hang out I really value that you know because um, as people get older you get less and less and less of those <laughs> so yeah yeah no that's uh really appreciate you no I think that was a huge part of how you attracted so many people around you just being the first one to kind of step out and put yourself out there and ask I think it's um easier said than done yeah thank you for sharing that i think uh maybe it's related to my immigration to the america i lost a lot of my friends because of the time zone difference and technology wasn't as advanced then so i was very lonely so in order to keep friendship i have to constantly reach out and it's just very rewarding because when people respond i get fun time you know so it becomes like a reinforcement <laughs> gotcha. i guess it's it's good to know that it also brings joy to other people <laughs> yeah no definitely yeah. for me um uh let me move on to the next question here uh, this is off the dome i think um recent purchase that significantly improved your life anything come up come to mind i did buy a new chair like a few weeks ago but i don't know how significantly it has improved my life but i like a I was, gaming chair no like a ergonomic chair i actually this is not that related, but I went to Korea recently and then I saw, I've been looking for like a good ergonomic chair for a long time because working in like office or my job, sitting posture is always a big thing. And in fact, I had to go do physical therapy before since oh, wow. my posture wasn't good. It's like making my body feels like aching in certain ways. And I never really found the chairs that I really like until I went to Korea recently and there's this new chair called dual back or dual rest chair and then it basically has a back technology that caters to your back and it just feels really comfortable when you sit in it and and i finally got it so <laughs> uh, i don't know how it, it's going to change my life but we'll see i'm still in the experiment also you phase. haven't uh, tried it yet you just I, got, I tried you just it. Bought. I tried it. I just got oh, it, but yeah. I think you need to sit in it for at least like gotcha. few months to really know. But I would say not a recent purchase, but that did change a lot of my life. There are two things. <laughs> one is the jacket and one is a pull-up bar. I don't know which one you guys want to be. Well, let's go to the pull-up bar. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a climber and I love exercise. So then this pull-up bar, whenever I go by it, I hang on it and I pull up. And in fact, I recently read on YouTube or uh, watched a YouTube shorts that hanging on a pull-up bar is really good for your posture or like good for lengthening your back and stretching as well so i try to hang on for minutes and it's really been good for my health and also for my fingers because my fingers often get injured from climbing and just hang on to it kind of trains it somehow so it's been a this is actually life-changing <laughs> oh wow oh, like it decompresses your spine right or yes exactly gotcha yeah. wait is this one of those things you like hang on like a door or like like a no separate... no no so i used to have something like that but those tends to break like the frame or like if you're heavy enough it can leap mark this is a pull-up tower where it can be standalone and you can gotcha. also use it to train uh other cool calisthenic stuff like front lever and all that stuff gotcha next question 
Oh, you can share this if you want. Uh, most embarrassing thing that happened on a date. <laughs> Yeah, actually, Eric made me think about this before the podcast, and it took me a while. Uh, there's like two stories. One of them is uh, one on a date with person from like online dating app. And then after the coffee, I like to like walk around. In fact, I, I prefer to walk around in the park and stuff. So then we went by nearby, uh, I, don't, I don't know, area, I guess. And that area just happened to have a lot of bird poop. And even dog poop. <laughs> and as we're walking, I I'm just like worried, like, you know, maybe I'll step on it or something. But uh, I just like walk around, and then suddenly I saw her like steps heading toward the poop. And then in my mind, it's like play out in slow motion. And I was like, should I stop her? Should I, should I do something? But this is our first date. And I just saw her <laughs> step on it, and I just burst out laughing. <laughs> Because in my mind, it's like, it's so slow. I could have prevented it, but I didn't. And then she just walked right into that. And then, yeah, I did not see her again afterward. <laughs> it's still funny. But yeah, that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, did she say anything? <laughs> She's like, oh, oh, what the heck? And then I just, like, I tried really hard to control my laughter and obviously did not end in a good vibe afterward. But... <laughs> oh, really? I imagine that it'd be more embarrassing for her rather than for you. you know? no, the thing is, I laughed, right? <laughs> like, clearly, like, she knows I'm trying to hold back my laughter and just, when someone is already misfortune. <laughs> uh, uh, she yeah. wasn't cool about it, you know? Well, oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But it's kind of... <laughs> kind of mean but it's just so funny to me still yeah. yeah i'll say at least one of you needed to have more riz in that situation <laughs> yeah is yeah. that the theme that you're trying to force oh <laughs> uh, no okay. i can i can totally yeah, yeah. see it's funny to me because i can imagine you not being able to control your laughter yeah i can i can picture that <laughs> yeah yeah uh, I got a question since we're talking about dating. If sure. you have any moments about the kind of most like simpest thing you've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, is that the adjective simpest? No, no, no. Okay. I, I don't think there's a word for it, but you know, the most simp thing you've done. Yeah, most simp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually a very, I would say, frugal person, <clears throat> per se. But in the beginning of dating, I matched with this like girl on Bumble, and she was very, very hot. And then I was actually very, with my friend. And then the moment we match, we're just like, oh, shit. And then we start talking, like, start chatting her up and stuff. And then, like, a few days later, she called me. And then she was like, hey, can we, like, can we talk? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then suddenly she's just, I was like, wow, her voice is very pretty. <laughs> you know, just, I'm just like, wow, like, head over heels for, like, this person's picture. And we just have small talks. And then suddenly she's like, I just want you to know that actually uh, I have a kid and I want to share this with you before we meet and make sure you're okay with it. And then I just like was shocked. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. You know, everyone has their own circumstance. And she's like, oh, thank God you're, you're okay. Yeah, because most people are a little like careful. They don't want to date people with kids, but I'm glad you're so understanding. And then she also told me that the person who got her pregnant, I guess, the ex-boyfriend, is in jail or something. And then like, oh, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Let's just, you know, meet up and talk more. We'll figure it out in person because I'm very... Oh, wow. <laughs> I feel like meeting in person, you get a different vibe and you'll probably get a better story. And like talking on the phone is not good enough for me. I think that's like the simplest thing I, I've done. I mean... 
Like the fact that I'm still head over heels for her after all the red flag things that she has told me and I still want to meet up with her. And she also lived like really far, like an hour and 30 minute drive away, which I usually would never drive that far just to meet a person Mm -hmm. uh, if it's like not a friend. And then somehow... It did not work out or something. Maybe whoa, in the whoa, text. Wait, wait, wait. You, yeah. you skipped a lot of... Wait, so did you actually meet up in person? No, I, no, we never met up. Okay. Oh, I what? think uh, oh. something about I was, well, I was spending a long time to inviting her on a date because I was like, keep thinking about this kind of thing. And maybe that length of waiting threw her off or put her off. Hmm. So then we never meeting in person, which <laughs> on the hindsight, very good. Very good. Yeah. But that was... uh. Bro, I don't know. Are you sure? Yeah. Like this one, like aren't there like scams on dating websites where like <laughs> once you go there, like it's like in an alley, and then you get mugged and stuff. Yes, that could very much made me think about that. <laughs> yes, yes, it's very good that nothing bad happened. But yeah, but I mean, yeah. I did look her up on Facebook, you know, and just like, oh, you know, she seems like a normal person. She's real. Uh, yeah, she's well, she okay. seems to be real, and then later on, I check, and then she seems to found another person i also saw her kid on the facebook and i was like okay but (laughs) but it doesn't matter (laughs) nice yeah dude i know for sure there are like ig accounts of like ai generated women like pretending like they have like a following which is uh pretty scary yeah that was a long time ago like 2017 maybe or even 16 oh okay before the ai art or ai generated art is that good gotcha yeah gotcha yeah i was gonna say like hey man she might not even be real don't don't say that. <laughs> I, I guess wow thanks yeah. for killing my uh <laughs> fantasy <laughs> well um yeah. let me pause here so i mean would you would would, would mayfang be okay with this <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just i'm just wondering like yeah well she probably won't even listen to this yeah oh, okay right? okay who who's that? What? Wait, isn't that your girlfriend's name? Oh, Monfei. Oh yeah. Oh, Monfei. May- yeah, okay, yeah. She's song, she's but... definitely okay with it, but also we broke up. <laughs> oh what? About a month and a half ago. Yeah. Wait. So you're are you living in SF alone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how are you doing? Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm doing a lot better now. Yeah. Oh, okay. We we were supposed to get into that later down the road. <laughs> I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You you're uh, losing your shock value. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I wanted to ask you this question cuz um sure. actually like neither Michael and I uh have any experience with dating apps. Yeah, actually I was really surprised. Yeah. It sounds like you have a lot of experience. Yeah, oh, yeah. I definitely so, got a lot better <laughs> there's like some strategy at least back then yeah well give me a give me a tip here so like we all know that the hay is not good like what's a good first liner tip okay so i think this is where the dating app really shines like <laughs> tinder and bumble i mean again this is like uh before i got into relationships so it's been a while maybe the meta has changed but uh you want the hinge is the app where you can like a picture or like a phrase which gives you like a starting point at least. And there's a lot more information. So you want to ask some intriguing questions. For example, something that when my uh, ex got caught my attention, she liked a picture of my climbing picture. And then she said in like traditional Chinese, which is very mm. different from all the other people. Like, cause usually I don't re-simplify Chinese, but then like the traditional wording, like kind of caught my interest and then 
got me to respond like, "Hey, wow, do you how do you know traditional Chinese and blah blah blah?" Or sometimes I would make like a joke regarding like someone's prompts, and if they if that turned then off, <laughs> that's perfect. You know, it's like filtering. If not, yeah. then it's like you yeah. can go off on that. But you definitely don't want to do. Hey, just uh, imagine you're a very popular girls. They get like hundreds of guys liking them, and if all of them says "Hey," <laughs> it's it takes a lot of energy to just. Respond back, you know. So you want to put in more effort, so then it's easier for them to yeah get back yeah. to you. I mean, obviously the guys are on the different end of stick. We want to get the attention, you know.、But、yeah, yeah. I think、uh, climbing photos are、uh, real smart on your part. It's like <laughs> it shows your physique without being like you know too like showy about it, right?、Mm. Like、um, yes, yeah, that's, that's actually a great idea. A really、uh, important like girls tend to not like. Tactless, shirtless pictures. You want to make it <laughs> natural, you know. Like having a good photo or a good profile is very important. And there's like people out there taking pictures and all that stuff for you. But you want to show your natural self without being too arrogant. You also want to like there's stuff like saying that you want to at least have a friend pictures to show that you are not a sociopath. <laughs> you want、mm. to have like hobby picture. And then, most importantly, like a good frontal face picture to show your like face and smile. And then you want to have a full body picture to show like your whole body, I guess.、But、yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. <laughs>、um, all right. Last question as far as icebreakers go.、Um, uh, what do you wish people assumed less about you? Yeah, actually,、uh, that was a really hard question because I feel like maybe I'm very blessed in that. The assumption people about me tend to be positive, and even、mm. if it's not true, I will want to live up to that, you know. But there, then I thought about it a little bit more, and the two things that came to mind are basically racial profiling. That's really bad. Like since we're Asians, we tend to steal jobs and all those negative racial stereotypes. That's like not good, or even for working environment as well, which doesn't happen that frequently. But I hear about it. Definitely not nice. Like especially during the.、Uh, Few years ago, there was like Asian hate. Also, my sister. This is more personal. Like I work in a software job, and my sister would just assume I'm not doing much work. <laughs> She would just say, "Oh yeah, you're just at home, you know, on your computer doing like whatever, very chill." Which, in some sense, it is partially true that compared to say her husband, who is a dentist, just like you guys. Works、oh really? Long hours, yes, and you know have to work overtime, and you know you can't really take break whenever you want, and it's more the time is more constrained and more customer based, whereas my time is more project based, right?、Mm. But at the same time, I don't want her to feel like I got to where I am today by not working hard at all.、Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and basically, it feels like whenever she has stuff. For me to do, she would just assume I have the time. <laughs> yeah. What does she have you do? You know, like family stuff. Like, oh, our mom needs this. You know, can you、uh, do this?、Okay. And or the taxes for mom, or you know, <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Oh man, that hit a chord with us. We actually talked、uh, a couple episodes ago about how what people assume about us as far as like our workload. Maybe it's like a coping mechanism for other people, like. Maybe they all have a tendency to assume like your life is harder than other people. We we certainly talked about that as well previous episode. So、mm. interesting. I mean, I definitely don't doubt that she works harder 
and she has a tough life. I just think the nature of work is a little different. And mm -hmm. definitely, right. Right. I think I am in a very blessed and privileged job right now, given the market, that I'm not as constrained to work putting the extra hours and all that stuff, right? But I just don't want to be automatically assume that I'm not working hard. Right, right. Yeah. Of course. Have you heard that before? Like people telling you that you're like stealing jobs? Like personally, someone said that to you before? No, 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 I haven't. Oh. Yeah, so it's also lucky, but, <laughs> but I definitely heard that kind of phrase around, you know. I kind of wanted to just ask, like pretty general, since I feel like we, we don't really know what happened in your life before, like since high school. And I just kind of okay. wanted to know if you've had like some bigger life events or like more like emotional or memorable events that have happened to you uh, since mm -hmm. high school until now. Because like I feel like we don't really hear too much from you about what's going on. Uh, yeah, there's a lot, but first thing that came into my mind would be <laughs> my relationship, I guess. Uh, oh. Got into relationship and also got outfit, and that was a big life learning experience. Uh, something you mentioned in the beginning of this podcast was you feel heard from me, and this is something, it's like a thing that, something I was not able to provide for my girlfriend. Some of the arguments would be that I'm not hearing her out, even though I was able to reiterate or paraphrase what she has just said, which is very bizarre to me because I feel like that's what listening is about. So then on, uh, after I, my breakup, I met up with Ryan Chui, also from our high school. <laughs> he listened to SF. And it just so happened that he has a lot of very helpful tips and also books recommendation. He said he also went through something similar and he recommended a book called The Lost Art of Listening and how it can help with just listening to people. And at first I was like, how hard could that be? But you know, I should give this a try. And I started listening to the audiobook and it really opened my eyes. There's just a lot to be learned from the book. I'm still halfway through it, but it's it's a very heavy content and one of the biggest thing to answer my previous confusion is when people say certain things, you don't just paraphrase what they have said. You try to paraphrase what they are trying to say or trying to convey. By doing that in a neutral ma manner, you're inviting them to either correct what you responded or agree so then you're on the same page. Mm. Yeah, this is something I've been trying to improve. Also, just listening more, waiting for people to finish talking. Because one of the important concepts is also that there's a speaker and a listener. The speaker has a filter and the listener has a filter. So when the speaker is trying to say something, after the filter, it may come out different. And I think of it as could be language barrier or just expresses of your thoughts. It's a skill. But the most mm. important filter is on the listener part. So if the filter is, if you have certain agenda in your mind or you're trying to rebut a certain question the speaker has said, so you're not really listening to the remaining stories, then you're not really hearing whatever the speaker is trying to say afterward. And that filter can distort a lot of what you hear. Mm. And it's important to like let go of what you want to say and just really listen first before you respond. But yeah, I learned a lot from the book and there's a lot more uh, good information out there. Yeah, that's uh, pretty good. <laughs> uh, are you finished talking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just wanted to make sure. I mean, no, we're, we're going to interrupt each other just 
by happenstance. Um, sure. So don't worry about that. Um, but yeah, no, of course, of course. Now I do, I do want to clarify. Did you get like a similar feedback from your friends though, or do you think there is something particular about like a relationship that makes that harder to do, perhaps? Or so this is interesting. I think I have a lot of guy friends and. Something I also realized: guys and girls are different, and it's okay. And you you can treat them differently. Like you need to, because everyone has different tune. In, in fact, relationship with every individual is going to be different. But maybe guys as a group tend to react in a similar ma- manner, and girls will tend to do something else. And I was definitely not that familiar in, I guess, in uh, talking with girls in a way. <laughs> That they would want to hear, I guess. Sometimes uh, being too honest or too frank is also not good. And I think it's also because the friend group that I hang out with, they're very honest and very direct. But sometimes being direct can be hurtful, depending on the circumstance and the way you say it. Right. right. Oh, I mean, I give you a lot of credit for like being open to change. You know,、mm-hmm. I think for most people, the filtering from a lot advice to the actual. Action plan is a lot. <laughs> like they get, we get a lot of advice, but we hardly implement any. So yeah, I give you a lot of credit for that. <laughs>、um, yeah, thank you, dude. I wanted to ask you about the Skype calls. The、um, Skype. <laughs> yeah, here's what I mean. So when I was in high school, like sometimes, well, middle and high school, but sometimes I, you know, I go to your place to hang out, and、okay. oftentimes I see you like、uh, on a Skype call with like Ben, I think Krishna, sometimes Max, and other people. And I asked you like, how often are you guys like on here? And I think you said like pretty often for like hours on end. I just never had like anyone like do something like that. I wanted to know like how did that come out and like did it help or hurt you in any way? Like did do you have something similar going on still? Yeah, I just wanted to a- know like how that came about. Like, did you see the future of streaming and you wanted to like get the practice <laughs> reps in before you <laughs> go up on Twitch? Like, I, it just blew my mind. To, like, wow, it's like they're just on there, like everybody <laughs> helping each other and stuff. Yeah, that's a very good question. I'm not sure when that came to be. Maybe I just remember. Remember, it was the.、Uh, we start playing games together, and we needed some sort of platform, and Skype was. The way to do it, but、mm-hmm. it's definitely a. This is something my friend group did talk about a lot. In that Skype was the the bond, the the glue that kept us together after high school. When we go to our separate college, we keep the Skype group because it was a, our way to keep in touch with each other. And maybe it could be seen as not not letting go, but in a way that people have a hard time adjusting to college and. You know, it feels comfortable talking to like friends from high school or just longtime friends, right. right? And we can also keep each other accountable for the things that they're doing. For example, like Ben went to a party school, and then you know, by talking about our life and all that stuff, just you know, checking how he's going. Yeah, I think it was the technology that really helped us deepen our friendship and really kept us together throughout like college. And definitely don't do that anymore. It's definitely harder to find time together to talk、mm. now, especially with all the work and stuff. Back then, it's easier because you don't have to work ninety five. You can just jump on the call whenever you want, and it's a lot harder to keep in touch right now. In fact, keeping touch is an effort that you have to put in, and I try my best because I really don't want to lose the friendship that we have created over so many years. And sometimes it's disappointing that you know. The effort that you put in is not reciprocated by the other side, and、mm. 
I came to realize that it's okay because, you know, I care about these kind of stuff and what I want is going to be different from what other people want. And as long as we meet in the middle, that'll be good enough. And I, I, I think this is something I also learned, like relationship with, you know, your girlfriend and boyfriend, you should do the same effort for friendship as well. I see this happen a lot that I saw my friends when they get into relationship and then you just lose touch with them for, for a while. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then, you know, it kind of makes sense for the honeymoon phase, but I also feel like it's after a while I kind of expect it to you know come back and reach out right it, maybe this is a rough like bros before hoes you shouldn't interpret that as the old Not way it is nice. but it's yeah. more like keeping friendships shit should be just important as keeping a relationship obviously the level of the connection you have with your partner is going to be different but your friends or your partner it's some, something you probably want to keep for the rest of your life you know if you don't put in effort you will lose them and yeah yeah i think finding that balance is always hard and i yes. think it can only get harder once you start more committing to the relationship and you know once like co real commitments like marriage and kids come in then like it's damn near impossible so. <laughs> well yeah don't keep that mindset obviously it's gonna be possible you just need to put in <laughs> all right thank you more thank effort you. <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah all right i'm gonna move on to the next category unless you have anything michael yeah kind of some similarities we're kind of talking about it i think the Skype thing kind of addresses it, but, you know, I feel like you're a very social person and then you have a lot of kind of deeper connection with a lot of different people. But, you know, do you think there's a, like a special relationship with Ben? And if there is, what made it so special? And was there like a core memory that really solidified it for you? Kind of like besides the Skype thing. Hmm. I think is what's special with Ben is just the quality of time that we spend together. And I think it's not just Ben, like, uh, there's a bunch of other people, but I think the another person I can come to mind is Michael. I think the three of us have very similar mindset about how to debate or really argue about things. I really like <laughs> <laughs> talking about controversial stuff and, uh -huh. you know, and all two of them have like very different perspective on the things I want to talk about. And it's good that we're able to hash things out in a way that doesn't escalate into breaking friendship or anything. And it's really good mm. to have a brain exercise to really get into certain topics. Mm. And, and I think it's just fortunate that Ben and I also get along on the sports stuff. And we also live together. And we just spend a lot of time talking and given all these positive quality about like, communication we just ended up getting along really well and we help each other through the ups and downs and really we can like critique about each other's mistakes without offending the other person and we both have similar mm. growth mindset and we're competitive oh yeah i think that's also important we're very competitive <laughs> with each other but in like a healthy way that we're good rivals to help each other grow <laughs> i hope so like for basketball running climbing and just all the sports we do and it's good to have a rival because it makes you want to improve yourself yeah i found it interesting that i i, I thought it was going to be like because you guys have similar hobbies and similar mm -hmm. interests yeah uh, but i find it interesting you, the first thing that came to mind is that you know that even when things get into a head you guys can have good confidence that you'll resolve it without you know being personal or um, getting catastrophic <laughs> um, relationship issues amongst yeah. you guys yeah so like the your ability to resolve conflict is more compatible rather than the actual like things that are more directly compatible i found that interesting you know it made me think like it's one thing michael and i do differ a lot i think i can be a little into some things 
and like a little more mm-hmm. competitive about things and michael's just not and uh, <laughs> sometimes like um that gives like different perspectives as to like i can come off to like yo it's not that big a deal like why you're so like you know all in on this and i can feel like yo this is a big deal why aren't we trying harder like um <clears throat> yeah having a different mindset like that i think it, it can be a it can be a little bit of a challenge yeah i mean how do you guys go about resolving that <sighs> dude i don't think we do <laughs> He won't. He won't play uh, video games with me. <laughs> That's a different hobby. <laughs> I mean, I think one of the biggest, one of my philosophy in life is, you know, I I believe that only through conflicts will the relationship deepens, right? And it's if you don't have a good method of overcoming hardship or conflict together, either it's gonna break or you know, or it's not gonna improve anymore. And it's good to know that you guys have similar dynamic as well. And then having compatible hobby. Helps, but it's. I don't think that would be the core. I guess. Mm. Yeah. Yo, Michael, can you can say something so we? <laughs> it's not. <weird. laughs> I just thought it was so funny. I think Eric's primary concern is that we're not <laughs> playing games together. No, it's just like yo, yo, like um. So if I'm playing something yeah, right, sure. and like I get him hyped about it, like in my yeah. head, like okay, let's sink eight hours into this, right? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and, then, and then he'd be like. Uh, yeah. One hour into it, I was like, yo, I got to go to dinner with my parents. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just got your gear. <laughs> um, yeah. But like metaphorically, uh, um, I, I feel that way in, in other avenues. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's, sure, that's sure, a challenge. Sure. But, yeah. I mean, no. that's why you have, you would need to have different friends that complement each of your hobbies, right? Yeah, I believe yeah. I'm trying, man. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I feel like that's something that Chen Kang does really well, right? Like, he has, like, his friends with, like, climbing. I mean, a lot of them overlap, too. But then, like, he has people he plays basketball with and the people he uh, plays games with. I think he does that, like, pretty, pretty Gotcha. Well. All right. Uh, moving on to the next topic, I want to um, dig a little deeper regarding your job. Okay. Sure. So, at first, just for education purposes, you know, I feel like when people say, oh, I work in tech or tech industry, it's, like, it's so big to me. You know, it's okay. like, um, example, it's like um, if someone says, I work in the film industry, it's like, for me, it's like, well, that means nothing. Like, are you working in cinematography or editing or acting, directing, casting, costumes, sound effects? Like, it's it's too big. So as someone who's involved in that, like, can you help us narrow it down to maybe like two or three more bite-sized accurate categories that like helps this conversation? As sure, opposed I to like, oh, I work in tech. Like, I don't really know what that means, actually. Yeah, I think when people generify the tech industry is really referring to like engineers or you know product manager or just basically people working on technology such as uber or lyft software related and all the project management around that and even if you are in hr or legal which is tangential to the software world as long as you work in a tech company there's certain stigma or like culture that only the tech company people would like have for example like the perks tech industry tends to have a lot of good employee perks such as like free lunch or a nice like coffee or maybe like a uh, coffee maker barista within the building or uh, <laughs> 401k or dental and all that stuff or like couches or you know wellness room or massage chair and all that stuff associated with the tech companies right at least that's the things that gotcha. come to mind when people say oh yeah i work in tech and it's also like the the up and coming popular industry right now. And by working in tech, 
it almost feels like there's a connotation of like you're selling out to to make money and stuff like doing what you want in a sense just because gotcha. you fell for the perks well, i mean like you companies. might be staying in a box but the but the box is pretty good so yeah any thoughts on the current layoffs <laughs> going on and if you need an olive branch what's something about this kind of this like massive layoff that's happening in tech uh that people are paying too much emphasis or attention to and as someone who works in the industry what's something that you wish more people recognize about this zeitgeist change yeah i i okay so the tech layoff is really not something working in the tech will give me more insight i think it's more like a finance the world uh, macroeconomic so to speak gotcha. it's really just due to the current economy facing inflation and the feds are raising interest rate which in turns you know like even the recent bank failures is gonna cost more of a panic in terms of like technology job and when the interest rates are low people tend to want to invest in something more risky because they want to get a better return and tech company sectors tend to have a good history on that but now that with the interest rate going high an investor will probably want to put their money somewhere else where the returns are maybe not as good but it's much safer and that's why the bigger tech companies are scaling back and it's really just a function of like macro macro economic gotcha. and with what the world is going yeah did you feel affected by it did you feel like pressure or fear from like the layoffs or not not really so i kind of got lucky in that when i was leaving my last job I switched before the inflation really kicked in, but I I think I also got very lucky in that I picked a company. I had several choices between startup or a mid-sized company. I picked a mid-sized company due to the stability, and I got lucky in that our company is in a good spot and still growing, so mm. I don't need to worry about being laid off much. But right now, I definitely, because I switched industry, well, not industry, but I switched to a different type of technology and my domain knowledge isn't lining up that well. Mm. I definitely feel a pressure working at this company because they tend to focus more on results and performance, whereas the culture of my previous company, they also care about results, but it's more building a culture where mistakes are forgiven. And as long as you're willing to try to fix it and own, own up to it, then you're kind of reward rewarded for it whereas in my new job i feel like if you make a tiny mistake it's being scrutinized more mm. thoroughly and uh you have less room to breathe which is interesting but i think it's something that i had to get used to yeah hmm yeah you think in a growing company i mean mistakes sometimes you, you know lead to innovations right but yeah uh, but it's also that it's a mid-sized company growing to become bigger. So gotcha. with the big com customers they have, they become more scared of mm, yes, making mistakes. Yes. And yes. this is something I've been thinking a lot about that, whether I should keep staying in this type of large company or should I go to something smaller? Mm. Yeah. Um, some miscellaneous questions for you. Yeah. So number one, uh, what's inspiring you these days? Well, I uh, so my friend just got just proposed recently or got engaged and he has this timeline with his partner that you know they want to be married within a few years and have kids and all that stuff and they're this is due to the function of <laughs> like the biology like hey you know we want to make sure to do all these before we 
or past our prime or you know past a healthy <laughs> uh age and it really gets me thinking that okay what is it something that I really should do now and focus on so i've been really into like i mean i always were into fitness but now i'm even more so i am going at my fitness goal with more careful research and not just doing it casually so I think for this year, especially I got I was I broke my wrist last year and there was like basically a year of just recovering. I'm more careful now into what I do and I realize there's too many things I want to do at once. I need to also scope it down to something more manageable. And I think this year I want to make sure to get to a certain level of climbing and I also want to be able to dunk. <laughs> <in basketball. laughs> so like some sort of fitness goal that I think well, maybe being possible to achieve later, but I should try to strive for it now. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Oh, I can't wait for that day for when you show us your your dunk. That's gonna yeah, be amazing. Yeah, when I dunk on you, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how how close are you right now? Oh, so uh, before my wrist injury, <laughs> I was able to touch the rim with a few fingers over, like a little bit over. But after the wrist injury, that I. Uh, like just sitting around, laying around. I can't even touch the rim anymore now. <laughs> so it's pretty far. Yeah. I just started the workout uh, this week. So we'll see. Gotcha. Uh, well, anything else uh, you wanted to say or like things you want to talk about? Um, I guess in terms of like physical wise, physical relationship or not physical relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like physical wellness, things I want to work on is also my life, right? I felt like I'm very privileged and blessed in a job market that's hot and suited my talents. But I also don't want to work too hard. I want to make sure to have a good work-life balance. So I try to spend more on my personal self, like self-improvement. And that's why I don't mention about more of what I want to achieve work-wise but more of what I want to achieve personal life-wise. I want to be able to travel with my friends while they can and not bogged down by, you know, kids or anything. And and I want to be sure to achieve what I can well before I'm tied down as well. And I think I also want to use this time to kind of really explore around in terms of relationship and just learn more about how to communicate with different types of people that I'm not used to talking to. All right, guys, uh, that about wraps it up. Check us out at Instagram at Penguspective for more exclusive clips and post-pod clarity. Thank you, Chung Kang, for joining us. And until next time, peace.